It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Let me ask you something. When you come in on Monday and you're not feeling real well, does anyone ever say to you, sounds like someone has a case of the Mondays? No. No, man. No, man. They are so high right now, right? And depending on where you are in the state, they are just at or slightly under the record prices we saw back in June. But I am happy to report experts say belief is in sight. An industry analyst with Gas Buddy told me today he predicts we'll see a drop of as much as a dollar per gallon here in California by late next month. But how did prices get so high again after the summer? And new today, what Governor Newsom says he plans to do about it. This is the Trevor Carey Show. On the Valley's Power Talk. I mean, you can add up all the environmental-related costs in California. It doesn't equate to the 250 that they're gouging us on. We're currently, as we speak today, $2.50 more than the national average. There's nothing to justify, nothing, not one thing, to justify $2.50 increase. We could begin the new session uh, with some vigor and energy and prioritize what people really need and want from us, and that's to address the underlying issues, not just paper over this. It's what the oil companies want us to do with gas tax relief. Yeah, there you go. Payola, man. We'll get to Payola, boy, in a moment. But happy Columbus Day. When I lived back in the East Coast in Buffalo, they would have dinner, Columbus Day dinners, man. It was a much bigger deal than out west, but... And to those hot wax liberal ears who listen because you like the way I anger you, calm down, calm down. Happy Indigenous Peoples Day to you and yours as well. Uh, All-inclusive. It's the Trevor All-inclusive Gary Show. Uh, In other news, we all pay the same gas prices, right? All all of us do, no matter our political background, beliefs, all that kind of stuff. Well, we all pay the same gas prices, I guess, uh, unless you're Newsom, right? Because doesn't he get... I, I would assume, right, he gets picked up from work by a car and a driver, and he gets taken back to the governor's mansion by a car and a driver. I don't see Gavin uh, jumping into his Lexus and freewheeling around Sacramento, do you? So uh, he doesn't have to stop by the Valero, does he? He doesn't have to stop by the gas station, does he? He doesn't have to sit there and, and pump away. And, you know, we're mad at Newsom and Biden, and let's see, Biden's mad at Putin, and Newsom's mad at the oil companies. But he loves us, though. He's going to mail out billions of dollars right before an election. Can anybody unclog their nostrils and take a big old whiff of that and tell me, does does that sound legit right before election and you're running to be able to send checks to people's mailboxes because you're mad at oil companies? Now, before I started doing talk, I was in the record industry and 
I spent many years there. And and anybody that's been in radio records are all that read headlines in the 1950s and 60s, 80s, uh, 2007. Elliot Spitzer, Attorney General of New York, going after the, the record companies for that word called payola. Here at iHeart, every year we, we watch and train and have to explain actually back to the company by clicking online, ABCD, that we understand as air talent what payola is and that it's, Ill, that it's illegal. Uh, Mr. French Laundry, he's, I guess he's above the law is, in that he's above the law. He performs payola like a, a 1985 L.A. record guy on cocaine. That's, I mean, that's what Gavin Newsom is. Uh, by Newsom, uh, but he uh, he does it in broad daylight, right out in front of everybody. Uh, he's going to be sending us some some money out of gas is what it's going to do. He's uh, mad at the gas companies. He's saying they're gouging us. So he loves us. We know that. Gavin loves us, and he's going to uh, take care of us because we've been so poorly treated by these by these gas companies, as Newsom has stated, and he's, uh, we talked about a little bit on Friday, he's called a special session of the state legislature. Now, I thought on Friday when that news was out that, okay, he's going to get down to business this week. Well, we talked, no, no, it's such a crisis, he's put it off to December, after the election, after the election, going to be in December, pass the new tax. He's doing a, He's, he's going to help us all in times of inflation by creating new taxes on the oil companies. Rank price gouging. That's what Newsom is calling it. Rank price gouging. It's going to be December 5th, he said, after uh, all the votes had been counted from the November election. So he, he's correct. Uh, November 8th election, it will take until December 5th for us to have our final results now in the election month that now comes in in California. He says he wants all the newly elected lawmakers to be uh, sworn in. Uh, Newsom said it's time, I'm going to quote him, it's time to get serious, period. I'm sick of this, period. The guy that has... If you brought investigators, a real crew, tri- a crew tri- true crime investigative team in here, and they look for DNA and fingerprints and, and intent and motive, it would take about, I don't know, three or four minutes for a prosecutor to convince a jury that Newsom is the guilty party here. Uh, uh, the destruction of fossil fuels, the closing down of hydroelectric, uh, the pushing of uh, Joe Biden's Green New Deal, Build Back Better, whatever you want to call it. Newsom is behind it 100 percent, and he's now saying it's time to get serious, and he's he's sick of this. Well, the vice president of the Western State Petroleum Association said a better use of the special session would be to take a hard look at decades of California energy policy and what they mean to consumers and our economy. Quote, he said, uh, if this was anything other than a political stunt, the governor wouldn't wait two months and would call the special session now before the election. Bam! Bingo! That's right. You go, Kevin Slagley of the Western States Petroleum Association. It is a political stunt. Hey, we're in the crisis now, but he's going to wait two months? He said the, uh, this is the Petroleum Association, quote, this industry is ready right now to work on real solutions to energy costs and reliability if that is what the governor is truly interested in. Now, he's interested in $9.5 billion in payola going out to, he calls them taxpayers, so I'm going to call them voters. 
voters. Newsom, we're going to get the money back that oil companies have been gouging and taking back from hardworking Californians. There are many different ways of doing this. Yeah, why don't you do like Biden, send in the FBI with uh, SWAT teams, take all the money out of their offices. You're right, there's many ways you could do this. Uh, it's another tax. Uh, can somebody please explain from the Howard Jarvis Tax Association? How's this going to bring down gas prices? How's that going to happen? The last time a a California governor called any kind of, hey, guys, we need to come back. We got something so big. I'm the governor. We need to do a legislative session. It was back in 2015 when Jerry Brown asked him to come in, pass a bill to pay for repairs to state roads and highways. They took no action. Uh, this is a guy that uh, we, we can't seem to seem to get him interested in wanting to talk to Central California voters. Uh, State Senator Brian Dolly running for, for governor. Here's what he had to say to some TV crew about what is added on every gallon in California, how much we pay per gallon in these in these taxes that when Newsom says he wants to get serious. Newsom's the one that's done this. There's 54 cents a gallon that goes to fixing our highways. There's another 20 cents a gallon that goes to uh, California Air Resources Board. So it adds up to about $1. twenty that Californians pay in taxes for a gallon of gas. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, Valero responded to the communist politicians uh, that are going after them about it's their fault about the high gas prices in California. Valero wrote... Valero's providing the following response to the California Energy Commission. Market drivers of supply and demand together with government-imposed cost and specifications determine market price. On the same day we received the commission's letter, a federal judge reviewed thousands of pages of documents and hours of depositions and discovery and threw out another case alleging price conspiracy by the fuel industry, finding no basis for the allegations. So when it's taken to court, what Newsom is saying is already and has already been determined to be wrong. What he's saying, it's not happening. Now, there might be a couple that might do some price gouging, but overall, we know why gas is high. Valero said as to why inventories may be low, we believe it's because post-COVID demand is growing, supply is limited. We have been endeavoring to keep our refineries at full production, and no one has produced more low-carbon, renewable fuel for the California market than Valero. With a very short supply market, inventories are pulled down to satisfy the demand. The closure of California refineries has necessarily eliminated their working inventories, which will lower overall state inventory levels. Yeah, the closing down of refineries. Newsom all behind that. Uh, Valero says, as to the separation between California prices and the prices in the rest of the United States, we can offer the following information. For Valero, now, when I say they at the office of they, when they say, they mean the the experts. And I would think if somebody is in the business of producing uh, gasoline in California, then I'm going to call them the experts. Uh, Valero, they said California is the most expensive operating environment in this country and a very hostile regulatory environment. California policymakers have knowingly adopted policies with the express intent of eliminating the refinery sector. California requires refiners to pay very high carbon cap and trade fees and burden gasoline with the cost of the low carbon fuel standards. 
With a backdrop policies, it's not surprising. Valero says California has seen refineries completely close or shut down major units. When you shut down refinery operations, you limit the resilience of the supply chain. There you go. Uh, You reap what you sow. Stop blaming it on the person that didn't sow it. Now that we're all reaping it. People across the country are feeling it, but nowhere more so than California. It is 649 here for a gallon of regular. We've been seeing gas prices rise for the last 16 days. Now the national average, it's 391 today, close to $4 a gallon. That's already 12 cents higher than a week ago. And I want to highlight it's 63% higher than when the president took office. And that could get worse, largely because of OPEC's planned production cut of 2 million barrels per day. Many, of course, are calling that announcement a slap in the face after the president visited Saudi Arabia. It is our third energy crisis. People can no longer afford to run cars that do 12 miles to the gallon. Petrol stations can no longer afford to fill up cars whose tanks take 20 gallons. The monsters are dying of thirst. The energy crisis is killing them. We probably haven't even begun to grasp it yet as far as the country is concerned. Uh, I have said uh, to myself and to others that it it, uh, envisions a whole change in our lifestyle, a whole change in, in, in the way this country has been built. Yep. She spent 20 years in the oil industry on Wall Street. We're going to talk to Fox News columnist Liz Peake. She'll be up here at the bottom of the hour. This is the Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. You're listening to the Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. Live Speak, Fox News contributor. We'll be talking to her bottom of the hour. Midterms coming up. Of course, crime is uh, such an issue in everybody's mind. A recent New York Times poll showed 47% of registered voters and 49% of registered independents agreed more with Republicans on crime and policing. A recent ABC News Washington Post uh, post poll showed Republicans had a 14-point advantage over Democrats on the issue of crime. I, I don't know why this might be a defunding, maybe? Republicans in particular are campaigning on. Mm-hmm. They're, they're kind of going dark here, mm-hmm. talking about crime. But there was quite the soundbite last night from Tommy Tuberville. The Democratic Party, they have a majority. They could stop this crime today. They're not soft on crime. They're pro-crime. They want crime. That was at a Trump rally. Yes, that was very much at a Trump rally. It's a Trump rally. He's talking to a very specific audience. You see a lot of Trump voters who are eating a lot of edibles. Hmm. Okay, very uh, ABC News, worth getting up on a Sunday morning, good riveting journalism like that. The lady that said that about the Trump uh, folks on edibles, uh, both sides of her head were shaved. I mean, hey, you can do that. Uh, but I guess ABC News now on with Martha Raddatz, uh, her co-host, look like she just walked out of a nightclub at 4 a.m. and onto the set. Uh, but crime is out of control. Here we go. This is too many for one Monday, but this is all what happened up and down the valley with crime this weekend. And it's not just here. I'm watching On Patrol Live, uh, my favorite show on Friday and Saturday nights where they follow cops live. And it started out, uh, I think it was the Friday night one, where yeah, going to a, a shooting, following an officer, uh, a high school football game, uh, a shooting. Uh, three, four people were shot. 
Uh, I went and looked it up because uh, I actually, let me think. Yeah, I watched it early Saturday morning. Friday nights, I watched on Saturday morning. And I knew it, obviously, it had happened. So I went online real quick to see if anybody had died. And no one had at that point. And they'd found them. So I kind of run by watching my show what was coming up because they showed them on the show, go out and find these people. Uh, spoiler alert. Yeah, exactly. But uh, uh, no one died. But still, I mean, it's crazy everywhere. And when these cops pulled up, uh, it, it was amazing to me uh, the lack of information they had. But that's what happened when chaos. You know, the other officers, like, I don't know, was it a, what kind of car was it? Was it a charger? You know, uh, utter chaos because all the people running around. Uh, Tulare County Sheriff's deputy arrived at a shooting scene where a 15-year-old was killed in Pixley. Listen to all the kids and guns this weekend. Uh, Friday night, they were searching for a gunman in the car after the 15-year-old boy was shot to death and his friend wounded. The uh, sheriff's spokeswoman said the shooting took place about 6 o'clock, a couple blocks east of Highway 99. The surviving victim was rushed to a hospital. A shooting at the Santa Nella Market in Santa Nella left one person dead, according to Merced County Sheriff's Office. Investigating a shooting Friday around 7.30 at the Santa Nella Market near Highway 33 found a juvenile who was shot. These are all kids dying and being shot. He was... Uh, Transported to an area hospital where he died. Merced police have arrested three suspects in connection to a shooting that left one dead, three others injured near the city hall Saturday morning. Arrested two unnamed 16-year-olds and a 25-year-old, Marcus Montoya Merced. Montoya was arrested for negligent discharge of a firearm. A bunch of others. Uh, one 16-year-old was arrested for murder. Both minors were arrested for discharging a firearm at an occupied vehicle. Uh, officers arrived and found a chaotic scene. People running on foot and in cars, some armed, they said. They found four people with gunshot wounds. Sounds a lot like in Merced what happened on the uh, on Patrol Live. Uh, one of the victims identified an 18-year-old died at the scene. The other three were taken to regional trauma centers or condition. Uh, not yet uh, updated and exchange of gunfire started after the 16-year-old uh, suspect that was arrested for murder fired numerous shots at the car. The teen suffered injuries from a gunshot wound and is said to be receiving medical uh, attention. Th- these, these, are, these are children, guys. These are, these are kids. Three people are in the hospital after they were shot in the backyard of an Orosi home just before 1.30 a.m. yesterday. Tulare County Sheriff's deputies were called off-road 127. Reports of a shooter. They arrived, located three males, all in their 30s, suffering from gunshot wounds. They were rushed to Kawea Delta. They're expected to survive. They're searching for at least one shooter unclear. It could have been more involved. Tulare County Sheriff deputies investigated a shooting that sent a teenager to the hospital. Happened just after 3.30 a.m. this morning. Greg Street near June in Farmersville, 16-year-old boy shot. We're told it occurred at a different location. He was taken to the hospital, is expected to survive. No word on any suspects at this time. Police continued to look for the assailants and car involved in the late morning, uh, late morning shooting of two people in Fresno. So gunfire broke out about 1130, 300 block of East Garrett Avenue. Shot spotter went off, found uh, cops arrived, found a man in his 40s with gunshot wounds to the upper arm and shoulder. Woman in her 20s just had a graze on her arm and hip. Man was taken to the hospital, non-life-threatening injuries. This is uh, beyond, beyond, beyond. 
Oh, there's there's more. This is an update to a, a killing. A suspect has been arrested in that shooting that left a man dead at that at the uh, motorcycle clubhouse. That was uh, about a week ago or so. Thirty three year old Antone Carradine, uh, suspect in the shooting. They were able to track him down in Roseville, place him under arrest. He's in Placer County Jail on suspicion of murder. And I'm sure there's some crime that I that uh, I left out there that happened. But isn't that just, isn't that just beyond? It really, truly is. I mean, we got to get a grip on this. But what do you think happens when you open up the jail cell doors and go, oh, we have a, we have a virus, so let's let people out to kill other people. I mean, that just made no sense when we opened those jail cell doors during that, during that lockdown and the $0 bail and the low bail that this state does. What does one expect? Well, hopefully we'll get a chance to turn it around. The 2022 midterms, they are only 28 days away. She's a Fox News contributor. She writes for TheHill.com and more. We'll talk with Liz Peake. She'll be on the show next. This is The Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. The Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. She's a Fox News contributor, columnist for Fox News, thehill.com, and a whole lot more. And she spent more than 20 years on Wall Street, focused on the oil industry. Looking forward to her take on, I guess, just everything going on in life. Liz, welcome back to the show. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you very much for having me. I'm delighted. 28 days away until the midterms. I'll be. Uh, now, listen, here's what I've done, Liz. I, I got my expectations too high for the Governor uh, Newsom recall. I really kind of thought it was going to happen. Uh, Fresno State this year with football, my expectations were high. You know, they had some top 25 vote, votes early on, but they're one and four right now. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm getting my expectations too high. It, are they too high for the midterms? Should I tone them down for retaking uh, Congress? Actually, no. I think actually that things are improving in terms of the outlook for the midterms. I think you've heard a lot of Democrat-driven narrative about Joe Biden's approval, approval ratings improving. Yeah, they've approved to 40, which is still, when it was Donald Trump, considered deeply unpopular. Uh, and yes, there are some uh, indicate, you know, like the generic ballot has closed up a little bit. Republicans are now ahead again on the, on the generic ballot. But there's no question that they blew a big lead, uh, or I should say their big lead evaporated that they had in July, about 10 points. Now it's down to about one. But they're still ahead. And here's what else is happening. And I think, uh, I think, it sh- I think you should be encouraged, and I think you should maintain your optimism, because what we really need is for everybody to go out and vote. Uh, and that, I think, will deliver the results we want. If people get discouraged and stay home, which is exactly what Democrats are hoping will happen, then guess what? The red, red wave doesn't materialize. But a couple of things are interesting. I went through all the Senate races today uh, and looked at the polling, and the truth is the polling in almost every single one of them is increasingly favorable for Republicans. I think Mehmet Oz is going to win in Pennsylvania uh, some shows, uh, some polls do show him up there. J.D. Vance is going to win in Ohio. Uh, I think Laxalt's going to win in Nevada. 
So you've got, uh, you know, Herschel Walker had a big blunder and he has fallen, but I think there's a chance he revives in the next four weeks. So I think that actually, I think the Republicans are not just going to take the House. I think there's a very good chance they take the Senate as well. Well, let's take the rest of this week off. We're we're ready. <laughs> it's well, already me, done. Me, I love it. Okay. Oh, I like the optimism, and thank you for the, uh, I'll say, polite slap from New York. Like, come on, get a little more optimistic. It, it can happen. But sometimes, well, I guess, as a Republican in California, it's kind of like, I don't know, being a Dallas Cowboy fan in East Rutherford, New Jersey. <laughs> you know, you just don't feel accepted or like you belong. Well, here here's the risk in New York. When we uh, elected and I say we only editorially, uh, elected Bill de Blasio, which is probably the the worst mayor in the history of any city uh, in New York City, it was because only 18% of the people who could vote came out and voted. And when I talk to Republicans in New York, they are still so negative because the numbers, the registered Democrats outnumber Republicans, I don't know, seven to one or something in New York. But guess what? It can happen because some Democrat support groups a, don't necessarily turn out uh, for the midterm elections, like particularly black voters and young voters, but B, they're also kind of wobbling on Joe Biden. I mean, if you look at uh, the latest tally I saw was an economist poll, black voters, you know, are they definitely going to vote for, I mean, it was like two-thirds, 66%. Guess what? If Biden doesn't get 85% of the black vote, or Democrats don't, they are toast. So, but let me tell you one other thing. I'm really glad you asked this question, by the way. Well, I, it's you, a good pump up for a Monday. Without a doubt. And let me tell you one other thing that I think was very interesting. Uh, in a recent Gallup poll, and I know everyone's eyes glaze over, uh, they asked which party can better handle the issue that is most important to you. They didn't ask what the issue was. They just asked which party can better handle the issue that's most important. Republicans uh, beat out Democrats 48 to 37, which is the highest margin earned by the party since 1946 and one of the highest ever recorded. So that has correlated historically with a pretty good pickup, I mean a very good pickup in terms of seats in the House and so forth. So I thought that was very interesting. Um, That poll, needless to say, didn't get a lot of attention, but I think it's something we should be looking at. Good news. Now, Liz, we know, and as I introed you, you spent more than 20 years on Wall Street in the oil industry and energy, and we know that that they know, and by they I mean the the liberal left, and that this green dream is unattainable. Last week, the CEO of Toyota said to Newsom, I paraphrase, but uh, 2035, get rid of, you know, go electric by 2035. He said that can't be achievable because of the battery supply. Uh, Why are they still acting? I know, but why are they still acting like we can do this? It'd be like in 1928 talking about going to the moon and everybody taking it seriously. It's because there are a lot of big donors uh, to Democrat candidates that really have climate change uh, as their number one agenda item. They will not take no for an answer. And honestly, there are people who are so crazy, they would rather we all huddle together in the cold and that we stop driving and the economy takes a nosedive in order to reduce emissions in the country, which is not leading the world in emissions now at all. I mean, it's also cockamamie stupid. It makes me nuts. China is, I think, twice now the emissions level of the U.S. India is right up there as well. What we do at the margin, and we are now at the margin because our emissions have been going down, what we do is just not going to matter unless China stops building coal-fired power plants, which they have no intention of doing. So it's a very 
self-defeating thing. And I have to say, you know, I think occasionally people try and find connections between the climate lobby and China. I'm sure there is one, because if there was one thing that could really derail America's prowess and America being the number one great economy, it is energy. We have it. They don't. So, I mean, how difficult is that for people to understand? Really shouldn't be very tough to figure out that this agenda, the Green New Deal, et cetera, is really bad for the United States. And there are people pushing it who do not have our best interests at heart. No, and we know it's not, we, we can't achieve this. And uh, as, hum, right. as humans, we all lie, but we, at times, we have pathological liars, though, that take it to the very end, who will lie up to the minute before they know they're finally going to get caught. What are they going to say at the end of this when they, we go, it, it's not working? Uh, they'll have to say, well, we knew it, or... We were lying to you or we were trying to force you? What are they going to say? You're being very reasonable in asking that question. You have to remember that most of the people who are concocting these policies won't be around then. They don't care. They just want to hold on to their seat or they want to hold on to their office. Look what's happened in Europe. We should be learning something from what's happening in Europe. And I don't mean because Russia invaded Ukraine and shut off the Nord Stream pipeline. I'm talking about what happened before Russia invaded Ukraine. What happened a year ago, a little bit more than a year ago, 13 or 14 months ago, in the North Sea, the wind turbines upon which England came to depend for one-sixth of their electricity, they stopped blowing. They stopped blowing for six weeks. It was unusual, but it happens. Occasionally, you have a big lull in the wind. What happened? Electricity prices doubled overnight in England, set off a mad race for natural gas supplies to supplement what then was a really needy power industry, which then became a shortage of natural gas on the continent, which then spread worldwide and natural gas prices went through the roof. That is what happened before we even started talking about Putin and Ukraine. I mean, what's astonishing to me, well, it isn't really, because the media, I mean, look at Bloomberg. Mike Bloomberg is so invested in climate change. I honestly think if I debated Mike Bloomberg on climate change, I would win because I don't think he really knows all the answers and all the facts. I really don't. But he is totally doubled down, tripled down on climate change being the biggest disaster imaginable. So every, if you listen to Bloomberg Radio, as I do quite a lot, or watch the TV show, they talk about it incessantly, and they won't acknowledge that there are problems with it. That's what's really kind of mind-boggling but that's where they are you know uh, i was going to ask you your prediction for europe and, and literally in germany the the horse knows the way to carry the slate or the whatever whatever snow to grandmother's house they go that literally might how they be getting around they're talking about firewood uh to yeah. heat heat through the winter and i talked about this a lot on the show list because i want people here in the central valley uh to know this could be and will be our future with what they're planning well california so I mean, come on, I you're really being am, positive today. Stay positive. <laughs> you know, but there, the electricity, I mean, obviously, California has bad policies about energy on steroids, right? I mean, you've got tons of oil out there. Go ahead and drill for the oil. You know, refi- increase your refinery capacity. Everything will be just fine, but they don't want to do that. So they, again, um, Newsom is pushing this electrification of the state. The state is not ready. Uh, you already have rolling blackouts. I don't know how. I don't know how more seriously uh, people can talk, tell this. But here's what's scary. You're saying 
What are they going to tell people? Well, what's Newsom telling people? Oh, we have this horrible drought. Well, and it's a drought because we have climate change. So it's a full circle of excuses. We are, we are not able to provide power, not because I've done some stupid things and cut off, you know, uh, for example, pipelines from the other part of the country or something like that that could feed our needs. No, it's because of climate change causing a drought, causing less hydroelectric power, and so our entire uh, program goes down. That really isn't the, the uh, entire story, but they'll get away with it. I mean, it's, you know, it's just kind of incredible, really. It really is. We have all this oil underneath us, all the fracking yep. they could do, all the natural gas, all, all of this. And we spend $130 million a day on oil imports. Imagine if we spent $130 million a day on our roads. That's what we need. Yeah. They're, uh, they're horrible out here. Uh, switching gears to make your state seem horrible. Are you ready? <laughs> Uh, Thank you. I yeah. want to ask. No, I want to know what people are talking about there with uh, Mayor Adams in New York City now begging for a billion dollars because he can't cope. Uh, I guess Eagle Pass, Texas, knows what he feels like. Isn't that incredible? Isn't it just absolutely incredible that we have had? I don't know what do we have seventy seventeen thousand migrants, something like that. I could be off by order of magnitude, less than a hundred thousand. And and you would think. I mean, that the entire city is up in, in flames or something. And yet, yeah, I mean, there are two million people have crossed into Texas towns. They don't seem to be having a, a national crash or, you know, appealing to the federal government for a bailout. I think it's an embarrassment. And however, I got to tell you, I am really pleased that Governors Abbott and DeSantis decided to wake the country up to the cost of having people enter our country illegally, because that's what they've done. They've made these sanctuary cities like D.C., like New York, look pretty darn hypocritical, right? Because all of a sudden they can't cope with any increase in the numbers because why? Guess what? It costs money. It costs money to house these people. It costs money to allow them into our public schools, to provide them free medical benefits. You know, it's, it's been very few organizations that would really take on the cost of illegal immigration. I know the Heritage uh, Institute has done that, and I think a few others have as well. But now people are kind of coming face to face with it, uh, and I think it's it's high time that Americans started making decisions. Do we really want three million people, which I think will be the number this current year, uh, entering the country and just sort of going on the public dole? By the way, how do I know they're on the public dole? Because I don't think they're working, or they would be showing up in the labor numbers, which they are not. I mean, a three million person bump in labor or even two would be pretty significant. Our labor participation rate would be going down. That's not happening. So, uh, you know, I, I, I think New York, New York has some big problems. Uh, again, I think we could actually bounce the mayor, uh, the governor of New York, Kathy Hochul, who is just a total political hack, except that the Republicans here are so convinced that they can't win that they just don't bother. Hokel's like a Gretchen Whitmer uh, bookend. Yes, uh, that's how I look is. at those two. Well, uh, I I know now. I've interviewed you enough times. It's LizPeak.com. You can follow her on Twitter at LizPeak. Liz, is there anywhere else you want to point them? You Nah, Twitter's good. I I actually am very. I'm spend far too much time on Twitter, but, but I do enjoy being followed. So thank you for mentioning that. Ha, have you uh, got anywhere with your Christmas gifts yet? Or have you bought a um, few? 
Actually, we were in Ireland for a week playing golf, uh, took vacation, and I bought everyone so many sweaters, it's ridiculous. Irish I, sweaters. So, You're a golfer, so, eh? You're a golfer, huh? I am a golfer, and I also bought golf shirts for all the men in our family. But um, so when the, when the you know, temperature goes down, I will be sitting pretty and so will my family wearing all their Irish sweaters. Well, you're thinking ahead for the Nixon uh, energy crisis, right? The Armageddon, that's I, exactly right. I think the number one <laughs> gift card this year is going to be like, oh, a Valero card. Perfect. A gas card. Thanks, Mom. Exactly. Right? That's going to be bad. It. Hey, Liz, we'll talk again <laughs> soon. Thank you very much. Hey, thanks for having me. Take care. You betcha. Bye. Liz Peak, LizPeak.com. Follow her on Twitter at LizPeak. How do electric vehicles behave when a hurricane comes and floods them? We're learning not so good. You ever heard of anything being on fire underwater? You will next. The Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. You're listening to The Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. I guess uh, Florida, 99% of people have power now. Uh, that's good job by the folks in Florida. Good game uh, running. Speaking of game, Biden's big oil blame game. Uh, National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan actually had the audacity to say that OPEC's cuts when they cut back uh, 2 million barrels a day were a reminder of why it's so critical that the U.S. reduce its reliance on foreign sources of fossil fuels. Oh, it just makes you want to run your head through the wall. That That's what you're actually, that's what they're doing. Uh, the uh, electric vehicles, I've given you many reports of that, even here in California. There was a city that had to tell everybody to stay inside. An emergency lockdown order had to go on because a, a Tesla super battery plant, something caught on fire and toxic fumes and uh, EVs have caught on fire in Florida. They became waterlogged and giving firefighters something that they never had faced before. And uh, we're, we're learning now fire departments are having to be trained differently because these things are like burning underwater. There are some so. peculiar issues with EVs that have come to light. Number one, do not submerge your electric vehicle in flood water. That's what happened at Hurricane Ian, sparking battery fires. And here at the charge points, it now turns out, according to security experts, charge points are vulnerable to hackers. The 47,000 charging stations in the nation could provide a backdoor route into the grid. Think of a hacker that could control just four chargers uh, being able to turn, flip the switch on and off to a thousand homes and and impacting the grid that hard. Eh, there's nothing wrong with these. I don't see any problems in the future. Uh, the state fire marshal in Florida said the batteries corrode as they do fire start. I uh, had video of a firefighter putting out a fire of a Tesla. Somebody could be heard in the background saying it, it's already used 1,500 gallons of water and it's still going. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. 
And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. They said they'll burn for days. There were videos of them burning in the water. They've been submerged in salt water, serious fire hazards. This is showing that we got some issues. Again, I, uh, the day will come, and I, I'd be happy to welcome that day. If it were way cheaper, and uh, these cars, these electric vehicles are so quick and fast, and, oh, wait, well, they'll be autonomous, and they'll will be controlled by the computer and the speed limit. So get over that, them being quick and fast, right? Uh, but here in Florida, they're seeing more of these of these fire hazards that are happening. Uh, well, it's something that they don't want to talk about, do they? Uh, WorldNet Daily had a nice little layout of fantasizing what America 2022 could have been like if Trump were still president. It was actually kind of depressing to read. He's not president, and Biden has the world talking Armageddon. What a foolish, foolish, foolish fool some of you voted for. Reap what you sow. We've all learned that in life, right? But the reaping is not pretty. French President Macron told Biden to speak with prudence. What is prudence? Cautiousness in important matters. We'll talk about that next. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.